Hi, I'm Christine Dorr, owner of Neo Coco. And I'm Tammy Tan, owner of Spice Home. And we are co-owners of Kitchen 519, our shared-use commercial kitchen in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome to Lettuce Wrap, the podcast about food, food business, and the people who work in the industry. Today, we are talking with Kelly Zubel of Enticing Creations. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. Thank you for inviting us to your shop here. Welcome. I know. It's really beautiful. I mean, we are surrounded by sugar. Lots of sugar. Yeah, we're here in Kelly's kitchen slash tasting room. Tasting room, cake studio, second home. Yeah. She is known for her celebration cakes and her wedding cakes. God forbid you ask her to make a cupcake. Don't ever do it. <laughs> Ooh, I won't. you're anti-cupcake. I am anti-making cupcakes. Okay. I think cupcakes are great for an occasion. Just I do not like making them. That's that and cake pops. I do not ask me to make those. So you'll eat them. I'll eat them. <laughs> I, I thought that I one thing won't make that. I, that's the one thing I really remember about you when I first met you. <laughs> it has not changed. <laughs> That opinion has not changed. So Kelly and I know each other from La Cucina. We're both graduates. When did you graduate from there? Well, I started end of 2008. I think I've left 2012. Yeah. It seems like a lifetime ago. It's like the years have just sort of blended and fo- floated away. Four, four years. <laughs> four years. Four years I was at La Cucina. Wow. In the La Casina kitchen making grand wedding cake. Oh, yeah. That was probably the best boot camp travel, <laughs> like stress out moment. How could you do that? Like, I don't know how I did it when I think about the space. It was definitely a challenge. I think the biggest challenge was working with cake and buttercreams and icings and being surrounded by salsas and curries and a lot of savory food. And the heat, right? The heat. But I think for me, it was just being in a really busy environment. Like what I do, I, I really consider it edible art and having trying to focus and just concentrate on what I was doing instead of what everyone else was doing. So it's such an amazing space and it's constantly moving. It's just, it's an alive moving, breathing, building. (laughs) And there's a thousand people doing a thousand different things. With a thousand different smells. uh, Yes. So when you're trying, so I just sort of like would just plug in with my earphones, listen to metal and just stare at the sink. Oh, that's what you were listening to. That's because that drowned everything out. I really needed to like concentrate. It's probably not the most relaxing thing, but it was a stressful environment. So that sort of helped me. Is that your music of choice now in this space? You know what? I actually listen to a lot of podcasts and I play movies in like just, I binge watch things in the background just to have background noise, which is great. So I do listen to music when I'm cleaning or just doing some mindless work, but I just like to have that background noise because I love working by myself. I'm by myself in the space. It's kind of great because I sometimes I just work with no sound and it's lovely, I have to say. I, I agree. Wow. I completely yeah. agree. That's so cool. Well, let's uh, take it back a little bit more. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Hawaii, in Honolulu. Born and raised, I lived in Southern California for a few years, and then we moved back when I was in late elementary school. And then I moved to San Francisco in 98, two years after high school. I went to art school for photography at the Academy of Art, and I just did a bunch of odd jobs for years. Just I made soaps, I made stationery, I did invitations. I was just like all these small little random creative businesses 
And then I eventually stumbled on cake. And that's been 15 years now. That seems like a, I don't know, it seems like a stretch, right? I mean, to go, I mean, it's still creative because that's what you're doing. You have beautiful creative cakes, but mm-hmm. the baking, like, where did you get that skill from? Well, I was always baking and in the kitchen helping my mom as a child. And we would make my birthday cakes. We did make cupcakes on occasion. Uh, I got that out of my system really quickly. Uh, but I was always really into the art aspect. Like I took a lot of art classes as a kid, any like drawing, sculpting, clay. I was working with popsicle sticks and glue. Like it, my entire room was always covered in glitter and paint and glue and paper scraps. So when I stumbled upon a book in Borders, actually, it was um, a book by Colette Peters called A Cakes to Dream On. And I just, it caught my eye and I was like, you can do that with food and it just looks so amazing and it looked like a craft art project. So I bought the book and I just started making cakes immediately. Like the baking part you can learn because, you know, just like developing recipes and I felt like I had a knack in the kitchen and I was comfortable with that. And I was also comfortable with the cake decorating aspect. It just really came naturally to me. It was just really an edible form of all the artistic supplies and elements I had been playing around with forever. But you never went to school for it. I didn't. I didn't. I ended up... The only formal training I had was I took a cake decorating class from Colette Peters, who wrote that book. I traveled to Chicago and I did a week-long like cake class with her, which was amazing. And I was completely fangirling. I was (laughs) so dumb in front of her. It was ridiculous. Are you still in touch? Um, no, like I was so intimidated by her. I was just like showing her my like four by six little portfolio of just cakes I was making for friends and family. And she's like, no, you know what you're doing. I'm like, I don't, not yet. But she was really lovely and encouraging. But that was the only formal training I had. And I didn't think I was going to turn it into a business. It just, I just kept getting requests from it. People, you know, friends and family, anytime there was a celebration, a shower, a birthday, an anniversary, people were starting to come to me instead of me volunteering to make the cake and bring something. And I just fell in love with it. And I thought, you know, this is what I should be doing. So then my next step wasn't to go to culinary school because they don't really focus on cakes. Really, they don't focus on decorating. And I felt like I had that. And I think just experience and practice was what I needed to do. So I took a business planning class at Women's Initiative and found La Cucina shortly after. When I was when I was in that class, I found La Cucina and one of their requirements was to have a business plan. And that was the whole goal of Women's Initiative. So everything happened pretty quickly after that. I took the class and right after I submitted my application to La Cucina and was admitted within a few weeks after. And then so it was nonstop for <laughs> 13 years later. I'm still going. Yeah, you're still in it though. I'm still, I'm still alive. Wow. So, I mean, so cake decorating is your first job in a sense, right? Your first major long-term job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I I always, when I did my side businesses, like I was a bartender, I worked in restaurants, you know, I worked in offices, but I think I always had that entrepreneur drive within me with all my side businesses, but I, you know, nothing I could see even during when I was, when I had the side businesses, I didn't see like a long-term job with that. And but when I found cake decorating and making cakes, it it just clicked and I knew like I could see it. I could see like 
my love for it, my passion for it. And I really felt that there was a need for it. So if somebody came to you and said, I want to do what you're doing, Kelly, and I, I imagine people have done that. I say, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm like, I'm honestly the person that is the least encouraging because if you can handle a conversation with me about don't have a food business and you still want to do it, then you'll probably be really successful. So you, you, do you try to scare them away? I I think it's I think it's important to be realistic. Yes. I think when people have a very romanticized version in their head of what what having a food business really means. A lot of people that I've talked to that have unfortunately asked me for my opinion and my advice, they're always they always have this idea and this dream that they'll make their own schedules and they'll have tons of time off and you know, they'll be able to spend more time with their families and there's just more freedom. And I think when you have a business, when you have a food business, it's it's a child that you are constantly having to take care of. It doesn't go to sleep. It's constantly working. Emails are always coming in. There's always something that needs your attention. And it's not necessarily like I would say 30% of my time is actually decorating cakes. And that's what I love doing, but there's a lot more to it. There's the marketing, there's the sales, there's bookkeeping, invoicing. It's There's just a lot of parts and people don't realize that it takes a lot to run a food business. It's not just about being in the kitchen and making something delicious and sending it out the door. I know. That's what I tell people. It's not, you know, you have a food business. Business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a business. It's not a hobby. It's, it's a business. Not- Yes. I know everyone thinks, yeah, everyone thinks it's the creative stuff, but it's actually, that is a small percentage of what you very have to small, do. Very small percentage. And you have to understand that, especially the first few years when you're trying to get off the ground, it needs your full attention. I think it really needs your full attention to be able to take off and be successful. Otherwise, you know, it's okay if it stays a hobby. It's okay if you know, you love doing something, you want to do it on the side, but if you really want to do it full time and be able to support yourself and be successful, like it really needs your attention hundred and million thousand percent. <laughs> So where do you get your inspiration, like your creativity from, you think? Everywhere. Everywhere. Museums, art, you know, just nature. There's really, there's everything can be turned into cake. When I, when I look at things, if I go to a museum, I love wandering around. Even if I'm in a stationary store and I see a pattern, or if I see a wallpaper, a piece of furniture or any, anything can, I can draw inspiration from, which is so great because cake really can be made into anything. Is that one of the reasons you stay in San Francisco? Because you have exposure to so many museums and yeah, culture? Yeah, I, and- I fell in love with San Francisco when I moved out here for art school. I really fell in love with the city. I was I love Hawaii more now that I'm not there. I really was feeling the island fever. I really needed to leave. It was just too small for me. And I really wanted to branch out. And I, I just fell in love with the city and the culture and just the people. I found homeboy slash husband. Um, I him here. I met him here. I met him at a Hawaiian bar, ironically, in Japantown. And he's not Hawaiian. No, he's not. He was born and raised in San Francisco. So his oh. family's here. So his roots are here. But I'm happy. I'm happier as well. I don't ever see myself moving back to Hawaii. Do you still dabble in the other arts that 
you know, like photography and all that stuff. Absolutely. Well, I photograph my cakes, like yeah, everyone, that's everything. True. <laughs> I mean, I love traveling and taking photos. And I, I mean, right now I'm super into painting silk. I'm, wow. I just, I need other outlets. Like I think when you do something you're passionate about as a business, you need some breaks. And I, even though it, it's creative and it changes from week to week, I still like having other creative outlets just to keep me fresh and keep me inspired in different ways. I think that really helps with my creativity with the cakes as well. Don't you feel a little sad though that with cakes, eventually it's going to get eaten? I knew you were going to ask me that. No, <laughs> I actually love it. I'm the person people I've, I've made a lot of cakes and especially sculpted cakes. And I spend a lot, I spend the most time with it and I'm usually ready to let it go. I'm like, eat it. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? That's the whole point is to eat it. And I've had clients not eat it because they didn't want to ruin it and cut it. And it breaks my heart because I just feel like if you weren't going to eat it, I could have made it out of styrofoam. It would have have saved me a lot of It's so ephemeral. I mean, just and eat it, enjoy it, enjoy it, please. Yes. Enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, enjoy looking at it. I mean, I'm the one that's ready to ha- cut it. Everyone's like, aren't you upset when people cut into your cakes? And I'm like, absolutely not. That's make another one. Exactly. That's what it's, it's, you know, it's there temporarily. You enjoy it and you get to look at it and then you get to eat it, which is the best part. Do you have people ask you like, can you make this sculpture in styrofoam? And, and like- I haven't, but I, there's been times where I probably should have, there was a building that I replicated maybe like the second year I was in business and it was my first really large scale sculpted cake. And about a week and a half after I delivered it, the client called and they said they couldn't, they couldn't cut it because it was, they didn't want to ruin it. It was so beautiful. And then they asked me if there was like a special spray I could put on the cake to preserve <laughs> it. it. Right. They were like, is there a spray we can use so we can like keep it and just display it? And I was like, no, like, no. And then I asked, has it been sitting out for the past week and a half? And they were like, yeah, well, we'll just go ahead and eat it. And I just was like, don't do it. It's not good anymore. It's spoiled. Don't, please. But it was, Terrible. yeah. Aww. But, you know, I, I take that as a compliment because they loved it so much and they didn't want to quote unquote ruin it. But that's the whole point. It's cake. How often do people ask you to cut it? If I'm at an event, if I'm especially if it's with friends or family, I always get asked to make the cake. I've delivered wedding cakes for friends, and I've actually like when I meet with them, I tell them specifically, I'm like, I'm not, don't make me, please don't make me cut the cake. Please let me enjoy. Well, you know, we we had the little going away for a friend of ours, and we had you cut the cake. Of course, you had me cut the cake. <laughs> yeah, everyone's always scared to cut the cake, and maybe it's they think that uh, my feelings will be hurt yeah. if. It, no, not at all. I just, my feelings get hurt if someone damages the cake before you're ready to serve it. Cause I've oh, had, I've seen, cool. I've had a, I've been at some events where I've done a cake and it's always the adults. You think it's going to be the kids. It's never the kids that put their hands in. Yeah. They damage the cakes. Oh, it's terrible. Oh. It's mm-hmm. terrible. That's actually, it's not real. What is going on? Oh, absolutely. I was, I did a cake, a wedding cake for a wedding planner friend of mine and we traveled to Denver to do this cake and I set it up and it was beautiful and she hadn't seen it yet she was they were still coming back from the ceremony I left for about 10 minutes I came back 
and there was a giant hand dent on the top of the cake. And I almost lost it. I was like, and there was people around and I turned to all of these guests that were lingering and I was like, who did this? And nobody, nobody would, nobody would fess up to it. And then later in the night, I found out that it was one of the guests. He was in his eighties and he didn't think it was real. So he decided to touch it and he was the one that damaged it. But I didn't know how close they were. <laughs> so I didn't say anything to him, but I. <sighs> yeah, I know. I had a. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I did a party. I did a party um, for Yelp once. And it, part of it was a display cake. The bottom was real because they wanted to display it and they keep it in their office, which they actually did. And a drunk girl walked up to it at the end of the night and she took a big bite out of it. And I watched her do it. And I saw her and I was like, I just saw what you did. And she looked at me and then she ran. <laughs> she just <laughs> she like, took off running. She had a mouthful of fondant and styrofoam. And she just was like, she just kept it in her mouth and she ran. So it was hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> People are rude. Like, come on. Like, one, don't touch. Like, why would you touch food? Why would you do that? Because I can't believe it's it's not real. I guess. I guess I should feel like flattered, but I don't get it. People are weird. I, I, my, my head is still wrapped around fondant and styrofoam. <laughs> so one question I had for you is how did you come up with the name for your business? Homeboy came up with it. Ah, uh, I was sitting around with uh, my graphic designer slash best friend, and he was designing my logo. And we were trying to think of names. I didn't want to use my name. I didn't want to have Kelly Zubel Cakes. I wanted something interesting. And so Pete actually came up with it. And I loved it because it had the word icing yeah, into it's it. It's very mm-hmm. clever. Yeah. And I, I loved it. And so we stuck with it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I never knew that. And is Pete your one helper? Like your. Yes. So I have a bookkeeper. Who's great, Sota? Uh, I call her Sofa because <laughs> no one can pronounce her name correctly. Uh, she <laughs> <laughs> so what she loves it? me. It's, it's her name is Sota, but I call oh. her. My friend thought her name was Sofa, oh, so that's, like that's, a couch, right. and so now I, <laughs> I've stuck. called her that for like ten years. She loves she loves me. She really does. <laughs> uh, so she does my bookkeeping. She does my banking, which is great. So she makes sure that I pay my bills on time, and you know she keeps track of payments that come in. Stuff I hate doing. That was the thing I gave up. But Pete, homeboy for life, is my helper on the weekends. He's my dish. And he's also great with a mop. (laughs) So he keeps the shop clean, but he also helps me lift the heavy stuff. And he also builds my structures. He's actually sort of morphed into my handyman sculpt builder. It's pretty awesome. Like he has a he has a room in the back of the shop with all his power tools and sanders and saws and we build all the structures for the cakes that we need to do and he's amazing he's really grown into it so it's just the two of you yeah it's just the two of us i've kept it small like the original i know i know christine's gonna ask she's <laughs> giving me the look already because we, we've always this was always the ongoing conversation when i first started the business i originally thought that i was going to 
grow, get my own space out of La Cucina. And I was going to take on bakers and other decorators and really expand the business. And when I was at La Cucina, I did have you know two really great helpers, a baker and a decorator that worked with me. And they were fabulous. They went on to do other things because I was just a part-time job. I didn't have enough work for them. But when I went into this space, it really sort of made me redefine what I wanted the business to be and sort of almost what success meant to me as a business owner. And I just found that I really loved working by myself and just being really in control. Like my my cakes are really personal and it's definitely my style. And I mean, I am the company. <laughs> I mean, I bake, I decorate, you know, ice and do everything. But I really found that I loved just having that. I mean, it's the control freak for sure. But I really loved sort of being in the space by myself and and getting everything done and having more control over it. And everything's been great. So I haven't gotten any more employees. I just have Pete, who's great because he works for Cake Scraps and Hugs. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but you've never needed like a, just a little bit of help. Like, do, have you ever no. had to call in anybody to? No, I. There's probably times I should have for sure, but otherwise it's just really long nights, <laughs> really <laughs> long days. Some like a few weeks ago, I had like 16 hour days, five days in a row. Wow. But for me, like, I. I mean, I, I could give you a bunch of excuses. Honestly, I really love working by myself and I'm a control freak. Like that's really the down okay. and dirty answer. That's, that's not the honest that's, that's, that's the honest answer. But I think, you know, it's like for me to hand over a cake to be decorated, it's always gonna even if someone were copying a picture or a sketch of mine, it's always gonna be different from what I would have done. So you don't have just uh, a product, you have a service. And oh, absolutely. Why, yes. That's why they want to talk to you. Yeah, when they do, like when I meet with clients here and I do tastings, I mean, I'm with it every step of the way. I, I'm the one baking it. I'm the one prepping it, decorating it, and delivering it. I don't hand things off. I get too nervous. For you to get, I guess, word of mouth, you've decided to do some television shows, right? Yes. Um, yeah, we've been fortunate to do... We've been on f- three different Food Network shows. We've done a few shows for TLC, and then those shows have been like re-aired on the cooking channel and really random channels here and there on cable that pick it up. How did you like find those opportunities? They actually found me surprisingly. Um, You know, I think just casting agents, you know, do when they were searching and then people for cake people, that was the, the first show we did was for TLC. And that was when I was still at La Cucina and they followed me around for three days filming while we made this, insane birthday cake for a little girl. And that was a crazy experience. It was my first time doing television. It was intense. And then after that, a few years later, we were cast on a Food Network show. And we've been fortunate. We've been able to do two others since then on Food Network. They've always just come back to you. and Yeah. Like you just word of mouth, like some of the casting agents, you know, they'll share information or some of them saw me on a show and they contacted me that way. As many shows that we've done, I've actually turned more down. People are always surprised. Like, like, don't you want to do everything that comes your way? And I, when I, when I opened the business, I never wanted, it, the goal was never like, I want to be on TV all the time. Like I would definitely like being on the Food Network was like a side goal because I thought that would be amazing. 
but it was never like the goal. So when those opportunities came along, they're amazing. And I have a blast doing it. Pete hates it. Pete, <laughs> Pete hates <laughs> doing television. He's the, he's the best at it though, because he's so funny and he's so random. Like he says the, like we have good chemistry anyway, because yes. we've been married for like 14 years and we never have to, we never fake drama. Like everything that's between us is real. I and, feel like they cut out a lot. Oh, they absolutely do. <laughs> they totally do. We give them way too much. Like we're never the, like bickering or arguing, but just our interactions are, you always just hear producers in the background of every show we do just start laughing and shaking their heads at how ridiculous we are. <laughs> <laughs> how often to have your own show? Um, no, think, I think Pete would, yeah. Pete always goes, he's, he's amazing. He goes along with everything. He's such a good sport. Like he, he really like we've, I've had the business for 12 years now and he's been so supportive and amazing since day one. And he has a full-time job. Like he has a regular gig Monday through Friday, you know, eight to four thirty every day, but not once has he said, no, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to deliver today. I'm not going to mop your floors. I don't want to wake up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday and be in a car for seven hours. He's He's been amazing. So when these television opportunities come along, if I really want to do it, he's always on board. I always check with him. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but I think and regarding the television, I think it's a great... It's great because clients... Clients honestly love that I've been on Food Network, which is great. They, even if they haven't seen it, they'll go seek it out which is fun. And the goal has always been have fun with it and don't look completely stupid and don't have a meltdown on television. But you don't stress about it either. Oh, I totally stress oh. about it. Are you kidding me? It's national television. <laughs> Especially like, like, so the last show we did was, it was hosted by Martha Stewart. And I'm obsessed with Martha Stewart. Like, and it was a surprise. She was a surprise host. But I had a, I was hoping it was going to be her. They wouldn't tell us. They just said it was an American like icon. And I'm like, it has to be her. <laughs> and it was. And I just I lost it. I was so dumb in front of her. Anytime I talked to her, I was I don't even remember. It was just an out of body. I was <laughs> I was so stupid. I was really I was no. the biggest idiot in front of her. No. I I absolutely was, but she loved it. She was really, she was really gracious and, and lovely. But now the television opportunities come, we, you know, Pete and I do talk about it. And then we're like, is this something that we're going to have fun with? Is this something that's right. going to, is, is it going, is it going to be, does it help the business? Is it really something that I want people to think that I do? Like some of the shows that we've been offered, they're just not, I just know they're not a good fit. Like if it's about plated desserts or it's all about cupcakes, mm. I don't want to be known for that. And it's not going to be fun for me. So I'm, I've been fortunate enough that we've had amazing opportunities for television. But now I feel like we can be picky because we've had those good experiences. So if it's not, if I don't feel like it's going to be a good experience, because some of those shows, they just want drama. Like it's really not about the food. When you watch reality television, a lot, they try to script some of it. They absolutely do. We've never fallen for it because one, I'm like, we're a married couple. You're going to get trauma no matter what. But I'm also not going to be, I'm not going to be a mean person on television. Like we're, we've, the two competition shows we've done, we've actually been, we've actually helped the other team, the, the, we've actually helped teams. We've stopped what we're doing and we like help them build stuff. Pete's actually 
helped build structures for on both of the competition shows and shown them what to do. They don't show all of it, but at the end of the day, I want to feel good about what how we represent ourselves and how I represent my business. And I like the competition part, I definitely want to win all the time because that's just how I am. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we come across as good people and and treat it as fun opportunity. I don't want to be a villain. I'm not going to be a cake villain. Uh-huh. Cake villain. <laughs> After a show kind of airs, do you get a lot of requests for uh, like for cakes? Do you see that kind of spike in business? Yes and no. It, it it honestly it honestly depends on the type of show and what really the subject matter is. So the last one we did was for Thanksgiving. It was for the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. And so I definitely saw an uptick in sculpted cakes and another show we, the first show we did, it was a birthday cake and definitely I got more requests for like little kids birthday cakes for that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any shows coming up? No, I'm giving, I'm giving Pete a break oh. for a little while. I thought you told me last time when I saw you, I, tur- <laughs> well, we turned down, we turned down the Netflix show. It oh. wasn't a right fit. And I won't say which one it was. We watched it and I was re- I reaffirmed that it wasn't going to be the right fit. So I dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> well, I, I feel fortunate. I mean, we're, we, I can't believe it's amazing that we've been able to get, we've been given so many opportunities. So like now I, f- I feel like, okay, well, we've been there, done that. It's amazing. But if it's not the right fit, like I don't feel desperate to have to do it. Right. Of course. You know, like I want to have fun. And if it looks like a show that's just tailored to having drama and people not doing well, Mm because some of those shows, like honestly, even the shows we've done, it's not realistic. Those, the time crunches that you're under, it's, you, it's impossible. Sometimes I don't even know how we've done what we've been able to do in some of those time crunches it's not realistic it's real too right i mean when they say you got this amount we have three hours to do this yeah it absolutely is and the thing is it's not like you're just in your own space for three hours making something that would normally take me two days you're having producers off camera ask you questions and stop you and pull you for interviews and you're working in a foreign space and you're under camera lights that are a thousand degrees and you're sweating and then you have martha stewart looking over your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) you're like martha like i'm like she actually complimented me on how clean my station was at one point and i just was like thanks i'm like (laughs) like, that's the best thing you could say to me right now um it's 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 not it's a lot of those shows if you watch it it's not really the caliber of work that a lot of people can do so it's really easy to look bad and that's why I don't ever want to put myself in a position where mm-hmm. it's not going to be a reflection of my work. And it, a lot of those shows aren't a lot of cake decorators that are on shows. Their work is amazing. And just when you're under that pressure and especially that limited time constraint, like they don't always do the best work that they can. Yeah. And I always which find is, sucks. Yeah. I find that um, any events or anything, not network television, but <laughs> events for me, if it's either an opportunity or it's a distraction. So I try, mm-hmm. should look at that. I ask myself that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't do a lot of, I don't do like wedding trade shows. I, I just find it, it doesn't, it it never brings in a lot of money. Yeah. It never brings in a lot of clients for me. What about magazines? Do you get that? Yeah, we've been, you know, yeah, we've definitely done, I've done like editorial shoots and, and whatnot. A lot of, you know, a lot of wedding industry people will get together, do styled shoots 
And so, you know, and they'll pitch those to magazines. So that's always been a that's always been better than television, I think, because you know, when you're especially for bridal, if you're a bride, you're immediately gonna start buying every wedding magazine you can get your hands on. And especially if it's like a really good like national publication like Martha Stewart Weddings, that's definitely a good marker of like someone that they want to go to. How else do people hear about you? Um, word of mouth. So I do a lot of cakes for hotels and wedding planners. And I just have a, I have a lot of clients that I did their wedding cake like when I first started and now they have kids. And now I'm making... I did their shower cakes and now I do their birthday cakes for their kids every year. And it's pretty amazing because they've... As I've grown, they've grown with me. Their families have grown and that's pretty amazing. I have a lot of clients where I do all their kids' cakes and it's it's incredible. You're the hand-me-down. I am. I am. It's nice. I'm their go-to. I'm like their stop for all of life's celebrations. It's great. I love it. Is there a um, type of celebration cake you prefer over the other? I mean, do you like doing wedding cakes or do you? I, I love weddings, but my absolute favorite cakes are sculpted cakes, hands down. I love doing sculpted cakes. I really love the challenge. It's always different. It's if we have to build a structure, then I can get Pete involved. And we've really honed in on how to build amazing, strong cake structures. So when clients pick it up, it's not going to fall apart. I feel confident. They always get nervous, but I'm like, nope, we're good. We're strong. Clients pick them up. Sometimes wedding cakes, I always deliver because no bride should even think about picking up her wedding cake. That's ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, some of the sculpted cakes, they'll they'll pick up. Birthday cakes often people pick up here. I saw one that was on fire with some fireworks recently in the shape of a guitar. <laughs> yes, for Neil Sean from Journey. Yeah. Wow. That was that was through a hotel referral and they were celebrating his birthday and his wife wanted a guitar. And so I rep- well I, they he wa- they wanted a celebration cake. They originally thought of just doing a tiered cake. I pitched a guitar and they loved it. So, and he has like thousands of guitars in his collection. It's pretty amazing. And so, who's the idea to have fireworks or sparklers? Me. Was Me. that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Anytime Coming I can up. add movement, sound, pyro. That was the first time we put fireworks in a cake and I had to light them. They kept me around. They were really amazing. We set up the cake backstage and then they were going to present it to him after the show. He was performing in Oakland and they were really lovely and they gave us tickets to the show and they were like, so you're going to come back in when we cut the cake, right? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, bring me backstage. And then they were like, okay, so you'll light the fireworks. And I got really nervous. They brought in the whole band, like all these like music icons were piled into this small room and they were like waiting for him to walk into the room. And I'm standing there with a lighter and I was trying to light. It was ridiculous. We got it on video, but I was like, and they wouldn't light. And then these sparks are coming in my face and I was trying to get away. It was, I was, (laughs) I was like looking at all these like musicians and these band members going like, I hope I don't light myself on fire. <laughs> like we are worried about the fire like alarm and nothing the smoke detectors going nothing on. Nothing they haven't seen before. How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they had never seen a cake like that, apparently. They they were all amazed and he loved it. It was it was cool. Cake has brought us some to some cool places, I have to say. Never, never in a million years did I think we would be doing some of the things we were doing. Okay. 
Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about your shop here. So um, how has it changed your business having this shop? Would you have done anything different? I definitely wouldn't have done anything different. I think having the shop versus being out of a shared commercial kitchen space. Yeah, there's no... I mean, honestly, (laughs) I'm sane. I still have my business. (laughs) I mean, my work hours are still crazy, but I... This is my second home. Like yeah. I really love it. I was really fortunate to find a space on Craigslist of all places that we I built out from scratch. It was just an empty box when we came in here. It wasn't a kit it wasn't even intended to be a kitchen space. So I really got to mold it into what I wanted it to be. So it's it's been amazing because meeting clients here in my space with my display cake wall. And just seeing my environment so they can see where everything's made instead of, you know, the lobby yes. of La Cocina. I remember you having meetings with there. my Yeah, with my tastings. I mean, it was still fine. But, you know, people are smelling amazing salsa while they're trying to... I'm trying to get them to order a $2,000 wedding cake. Right, it right. doesn't... <laughs> you know, the, the experience is a little bit different, especially with the doorbell constantly ringing and, you know, people coming in and out. So I think I've definitely been able to elevate the business with my space to how I always envisioned it was going to be. Is it by appointment only? It is by appointment only. So you can, nobody can just come by. No, I'm not a retail space. Don't ask for it. Well, and who's going to knock on the door saying, Hey, do you have a sculpted Converse shoe that can feed 50? (laughs) (laughs) So let's, uh, let's go back and talk about Pete. Yeah. Homeboy. Homeboy. He's the best. So, I mean, how do you balance it? I mean, how do you balance the work life? He does whatever I tell him to. No. Um, <laughs> yes, actually, yes, that's actually true. No, you know, we, I've tried to have a better work life balance. I mean, the first four, when I was at La Cocina, you know, it was, it was a struggle because I was taking on every cake order. I was trying to grow the business, you know, you're trying to get capital and just trying to get your name out there. I was doing tastings on Saturdays and Sundays. So now that I'm in my own space and I'm more established, you know, I definitely try to take Sundays off when I can, um, unless I have one of my regular clients. Um, but I, I try to just make sure we have more of a balance, especially because he helps me. We know that's not quality time. So we really, I'm really conscious of that. And I always realize that he doesn't have to be, <laughs> he doesn't have to help me. Yeah, but I have a feeling I'm you grateful don't, you don't, for it. You don't ask him to do something that you know he doesn't want to do. That's... That's true. Part of the compromise. Like, unless it's TV. But, right. <laughs> um, you know, but I always, you know, I, I always thank him every, every day, every weekend, every time he delivers something, when he mops the floor. I'm, I'm very, I keep that in my mind. I'm very conscious of it that he doesn't have to do it. He loves me and he'll, he, and he always, is here late at night. I think one, because he doesn't want me to be alone at the shop at yeah, night. Yeah. But you know, I, if you ask him, he, and I've asked him several times, he's just like, I just want to spend time with you. I just, I'm happy hanging out. So he's so easygoing, but I always try to make sure that it's not all about cake and it isn't mm-hmm. like a marriage's work. Regardless, if you have someone, you know, being your dish and you're married to them, like you need to give them a break and make sure you treat them right. <laughs> <laughs> and not just with cake. <laughs> Favorite kitchen tool? Sheeter. Okay. Oh. Who it called Skeeter. Do you have? You yeah. Have, where is it? There. 
Oh, right there. Right next to the window. That is, I mean, honestly, that's my employee. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, if I, if a piece of machinery, that machine, that piece of machinery is everything. So for fondant. Yes. Okay. It's, it, so I, so because I work so much the first few years of the business, I developed really bad bursitis in my shoulder from all the icing and the fondant rolling. And when I moved in here, I spent so much building out the shop. I did. I, I always knew. Um, that's why I built the counter as wide as I did. It's three feet deep. And I remember the, you know, the architect was like, "Do you really need something like? Are you going to be able to reach across a three foot deep counter?" And I was like, "Yes." When I get my sheeter, this is where it's going to go, and I need a plug right there. So I finally was able to save up for it, and it was like I bought the best employee because it's always consistent. It, working it doesn't complain about long hours. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it's use workers like, comp. No, no workers comp. Um, it's consistent. It doesn't complain. You just have to keep it clean, and it's happy. It's the best. That's the most important thing because it saved my physically my shoulder and it just makes the fondant like roll out consistent smooth even it's the best thing and it it honestly it healed my body oh, it really did wow. yeah because i wasn't rolling out because i i mean when i have a busy week i can i'll be rolling out i'll go through maybe like 50 pounds of fondant oh my goodness like maybe if in a few pounds at a time i'm just rolling it out and then i'm constantly icing and so it really it saved my body for sure. Most important piece. Well, thank you, little Sheeter. Skeeter. Skeeter. Skeeter the thank Sheeter. <laughs> Thanks, Skeeter. <laughs> He's the best. Okay. Uh, this is a very important question. What's more important, the inside or the outside of the cake? Both. Okay. Both. Both are very important. You can't choose. No, you can't choose. You have to have a good tasting cake because... Duh. Like you're eating it. (laughs) What's the point? But it should look, it should be both. It absolutely should be both equally. So don't make, I can't choose. That's Sophie's choice. Like I can't, you can't choose. It should be both. Absolutely. Especially if you're coming to me, like if you want just a plain cake that tastes good, then, and you don't care how it looks, then you're not coming to me. No. Mm -hmm. You're coming to me because you want a cake that tastes amazing and looks amazing. So then what's your favorite flavor of cake? It fluctuates. So I love chocolate. So salted caramel chocolates is always the most popular since day one. Salted caramel is like not going away. Nope. It's really not. I've was I've been had that since I first opened the business and it has not wavered. But I also really love my Elvis cake. It's a banana cake with chocolate ganache and peanut butter buttercream. That's my current favorite. That's like dangerous to have in the shop. Especially because I'm by myself. No one's going to judge me on how much, how many cake scraps I eat. <laughs> Is that fresh banana? Yeah. It's a banana cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's good. And then I really love blueberry lemon. That's Pete's favorite. It's a blueberry cake with lemon. It's really good. I had a question here. If you haven't already, tell us about meeting Martha Stewart. <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> I love her. Like she, you know what? You know how fantastic she looks in person? Like she, I don't know who her esthetician is. I don't know. Like she, that woman glows. Ooh. She's so Yeah. She's, ugh, she glows. I'm telling you. What show were you on with her? Um, it was a Food Network special called Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Spectacular. 
think uh-huh. that's the full. It was a really long name. So was her and was there other? So she was the host. And it was a competition. So we what we flew out to Jersey for a week and we got to go to the Macy's parade warehouse and we had to recreate a One float of, oh or I did a balloon. I did the the Snoopy balloon. Yeah, it was fun. We made it move. Pete Pete was with me, so he's not a cake decorator. And every time I do a show, I always bring him and he's not a cake decorator. And I always should bring a cake decorator which is probably why he's hilarious on television because he's completely out of his comfort zone. But um, he builds the structures. He, he like built a motor into it. We had it on a remote. We had a confetti cannon. It was great. Did you win? No, we came in second. What? I know. What? Against what? No, you know, we can talk about it. I think, <laughs> yeah. no, the, the team that won was amazing. Like their cake was, was, was amazing. It was really beautiful. Are we still in touch with any? Yeah. Fans? Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Especially because we helped them all. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, what we, we, we love doing it. Like there was one of the teams that didn't win. Um, we, I loved them and they actually had a cake disaster during the competition part. Their cake structure wasn't working and, you know, another team, the team that won and then us, we stopped and we stopped what we were doing the clock was still running and we helped them fix it. You tell Pete, go over there and make that work. Well, Pete was like, he actually, I was focused on what we were doing. Pete, you know, was like nudging me. He's like, Hey, like, I think, I think Michelle who's on the other team. Like she's, she's upset. Something's going on. And I looked up and I saw tears in her eyes and I ran over and they were having a cake disaster, Mm. which was the worst time on television to do it. And they wanted to quit. And I said, no, you're not quitting. So we got them back in the game and they finished up and they were troopers, but now we're bonded for life <laughs> for sure. Cause we were all like so exhausted. Like when you're, when you're doing 12 hour days and you have to be on, on the camera, that's the most exhausting thing is and being on. So have you ever like how she wanted to quit? Have you ever wanted to quit? Oh yeah. Your business. Oh yeah. How do you, I wanted to quit. Before I moved into, the, before I f- was able to move in and build up my own space, like Christine knows, I know she I, knows. We want to she talk saw, about this. We can talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think every every business owner, especially a food business, you get to the point where you're overwhelmed. You're like, I you're I got into an impasse. I needed to either grow and get out, or I needed to quit. Like it was, it wasn't like La Casina was amazing to start the business. Like I would not have been able to start my business without La Casina. It was absolutely crucial, but I outgrew it. And the stress of trying to find a space and find the capital to invest in the scary part of thinking, do I really want to invest thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and be in debt and move the business to grow it? Like, is it, was it worth it? Is it worth my sanity? And I was really in that in between time where I wasn't I wasn't sure what the right decision was going to be, but I knew that something had to change. And I gave myself six months. I was like, it was the beginning of that year before I found this space. I was like, I'm giving myself till summer. I'm either going to find a space and build it out and move out, or I'm going to shut the business down. I thought it was about investors too having the money. Yeah. And well, you know, when it was, it all happened when I put my mind to it. So like two months went by, nothing really happened. We had kind of been looking, we had been looking around and then Pete found this space on Craigslist of all places. 
and we saw it. We and I was like, I think this could work. And when we first saw it to when we moved in, when I was all built out, was less than was less about five months. It was five months from when we first saw it, and then build out took three months. But I just Best. well, and I that's because I gave myself that that timeline. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to be out of here if this is right. And it was scary. I I had so many doubts because I didn't have the money saved up. I needed to get investors quick. So I I don't know how I did it. When I think back, about it. I basically just bribed everyone with cake. I was like, I sent out emails. I was like, Who wants cake? I need money. Like, here's my business plan. Please give me money and. I don't I raised like one was the first week before I signed the lease I was I raised like $75,000 in a week because I gave everyone a deadline. I was like if you give me a yes by the end of this week I will give you like $1,000 worth of cake. Are you still paying people back? No. No. Yeah. It's all hey, done. You're all done. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Actually no, except for one. I have one friend. Oh, it's like one friend, <laughs> Ever a few thousand dollars, but every, all the big stuff's done. All my big loans are are paid off, but I don't know how I did it. Wonders of cake. I'm telling you, you if you give end determination, yeah. I was like, I cannot sign this lease until I have at least, I didn't, that wasn't even all of it. I still, you know, and I just worked my butt off. And Pete is riding along with you on this whole thing. Oh yeah. He was, yeah. he was like, if you want to do it, let's do it. He never, and he's the one that found the space, which is incredible. Yeah. He didn't question your No, he did not question. He was, he he was he's always, he knows not to stand in the way. <laughs> I think being married and being with me so long and just seeing how I am, he's like either, he's just, he holds on for dear life and just is like, tries to keep up. Um, no, he's, he's basically, he's absolutely been the, the support like system. Absolutely. Like there's definitely no business without him. There's no dishes getting done without him. <laughs> um, no, but he's 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 crucial. He doesn't think he is. He will if you ask him, well, maybe he, he's like, it's all this. Kelly. He's just like, it's all it's all Kelly. It's <laughs> all Kelly all the time. It's her thing. And I'm like, no. Like you need you need family, you need support. You need the people around you because it's such a different monster having a business and having a food business and running something for so long. You, if you don't have people that are supportive of it and that like trust what you're doing and believe in you, you're it's it makes it that much harder. It turns into a mountain rather than a doable hill. When I asked you what your favorite tool was, I was I put in parentheses and you can't say Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's third skeeter. He knows he doesn't beat oh. skeeter because Pete cannot roll fondant out to save his life. He's tried. He okay. cannot hold a spatula. He cannot ice things. Okay, oh. we know his oh. limitations. Oh yeah. So then, how long do you think you'll be holding on to this business? We'll 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 talk about that when my lease is up in a few years. Since <laughs> oh, that may determine oh. something. You know what? I think it might just because you know the 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 market finding this space and having it be affordable and being able to build it out was. I feel like I stumbled on a four leaf clover. Like it really. I don't know how we got really really lucky, and I know that I'm worried, especially because there's so much growth and there's in San Francisco, especially. The market is so insane. I don't know if I would want... If I had to be out of this space, I don't know if I would want to invest the money and 
my sanity <laughs> in building out another space if, if that's what it came to. And I, now that I've been in my own space, I couldn't see myself going back to like a shared kitchen. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I still love what I do. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm in a really good spot. Like I have really good clientele. I feel even, I've never felt better about the cakes that I've been making and the quality and the structures and the sculpted cakes that we've been able to produce. Like I feel like even from five years ago, my, my level has been raised and I'm really happy with what we've been doing. I just don't know if I would want to build another kitchen because that was, it was, it was three months was short, especially for San Francisco, but it was, it was a killer. It was really exhausting. I don't wish that stress on anyone. It's, it's crazy. You have to be on top of things. And I think because I was such a control freak being with it every step of the way to answer the questions. Cause there was tons of things that came up. I mean, I didn't know what a funnel drain was. My plumber didn't know what a funnel drain was. No. I don't <laughs> so, know what a funnel drain is. It was like this thing that our health inspector told us about. And the plumber had no idea what it was. They were like, we had to, he and I had to research. Yeah. 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 Um, He's like, I've never worked with one. I've never seen that. I'm like, well, we have to make it work because we can't go, we can't drill into this concrete. So, so find it. <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> you're going to be like 90 years old. And you're going to be rolling out fondant. No, I should be living in Paris by then. Okay. I should hopefully, be, I mean, Ooh. 90. Is that the goal, Paris? Yeah, absolutely. I fell in love with Paris. We've been spending a lot of time. I took a, sabbatical for like six weeks, two years ago. My dream was always to like live in Paris for a little while. So I spent almost six weeks living in Paris and I didn't get it out of my system. I loved it. So we've been fortunate. We've been going back every, every year since. So eventually, eventually. So Pete uh, is the adult and the responsible one who has like the real job. And so he gets to retire in 14 years. Mm-hmm. So I know 14 years, but you know, Paris will still be there. Retirement, 401k insurance. Apparently those are important things. <laughs> <laughs> when you're adulting. Yes. When you're adulting, yeah. Apparently those are like legit things. Um, and since we don't have kids, we just have cake babies every week that will not take care of us when we're old. We need to keep that in mind. So he keeps reminding me. So maybe I'll go to Paris without him and you can come visit. But no, um, eventually, yeah, I would love to relocate. Probably vous français? Un peu. A little bit. Bien. <laughs> so what what do you think you would be doing if you weren't doing cake? Longest pause ever. I have no idea. I Hopefully something creative. For sure. I don't know if I could go back to like working in an office or have a nine to five. Did you ever have that? Yeah, I did a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in an office. I was like client coordinator. Didn't love it. No, no. It's weird because it's like, I'm sure that's an easier way to live and not have to work every Saturday and some Sundays and never have a day off. But I don't know. Would you start another business? I don't know. I don't, or not. I don't know. I don't think it would be another food business if it wasn't cake. I really like it. I feel like my, the, the reason I was always sort of on my own at La Cocina because my business wasn't like 
like yours right. where it was like packaged product and it was something where you're just like mass producing things. Like for me, it changes week to week. Cakes never, never look the same. It's always something different, which is what I love. And I love having that inconsistency keeps it fresh and it keeps it fun. So I don't, I don't know what I would do. Wander around aimlessly, make Pete take care of me. <laughs> just paint silk <laughs> scarves all day and like push you around. <laughs> just roll out fondant for my own enjoyment. I don't know. Just like bring Skeeter to my house and just have fondant rolling parties. I don't know. Huh. You're going to keep Skeeter for life, even if. Oh, for sure. I mean, he cost enough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's the most expensive piece of equipment in my kitchen. Not that I have a lot of equipment, but most important. Okay. Good five. So this part of the conversation, we usually uh, like to ask people, um, you know, rapid fire Rep- questions. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I think you got I think it. it's self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite dessert that isn't a cake? Anything with custard. Eclairs, creme brulee, pot de creme. I'm all custard buns. That's my favorite. What's your favorite food that is not cake? Sushi. Favorite junk food? Anything with chocolate and salt. What color is your toothbrush? <laughs> Purple. <laughs> if you were going to take a bath in food, what food would it be? That's the grossest question. <laughs> I know what I would say. <laughs> like a bathtub full of something? Yes. What, like with a known shower at the ready next, like right after that? If you need That's that. Sure. Oh, so weird. Like, honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was like a pot of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> I don't know why. Just because it sounds like bath. That's okay. That will work. Ice cream cones or shave ice? Ice cream cones. I know I'm supposed to say shave ice because I'm from Hawaii. Actually, shave ice with ice cream on the bottom. That's actually the best. Pancake or waffles? Pancakes. Pancakes are my like go-to food. Not just because it says cake. (laughs) Hamburger or tacos? Hamburger. Cheeseburger. Polka dots or stripes? Polka dots. Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? I think they're a vegetable. I know it's a fruit. <laughs> no one eats a tomato like a fruit. A big party or a small gathering? Small gathering. What was your favorite food to eat as a kid? Mac and cheese. Would you want to take a bath in mac and cheese? Only if I had a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. For your time today. Yes, thank you so much for inviting us. Um, How can uh, people find you? They can find me um, through my website, through email, kellyz at enticingcreations.com with an I. I I-N-T-I-C-I-N-T. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Let Us Wrap with Christine and Tammy. Thank you to our editor and producer, Jason Anthony Guy. If you like our show, tell a friend, ask them to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Take it away, Kelly. Until next time, that's a wrap.